formally introduce uh, Pastor Peter Halger to uh, our church this morning. And uh, Peter is uh, well, he's a special guy because uh, Jesus loves him, uh, but uh, even more so because uh, he originally hails from Kokoda in Papua New Guinea, so many Australians uh, instantly recognise that name. But uh, Peter's journey from being saved into the church and one to Jesus Christ uh, then took a massive step forward when, on September the 21st, 1991, he was one of the first missionaries sent out of the CRC work uh, in Papua New Guinea. So uh, the maturity of the movement uh, throughout the world of the CRC, but certainly in Papua New Guinea where not only uh, was Pastor Barry Silverback a pioneer there, but then the church itself there is now led by totally indigenous leadership and is sending out its own missionaries to the rest of the world. And I remember when I was in uh, Port Moresby once at the Bethel Centre and walked into the missions prayer area and looked at all the nations up on the, on the chart they were praying for and then saw Australia. And I couldn't stop looking at it And thinking about these uh, Papua New Guinean Christians in the CRC praying for us as a missionary field. And I thought, well, that takes a bit of getting used to seeing your home country. But it was wonderful and it was fantastic. So Peter uh, headed over to the Philippines where uh, he has been uh, for the last 26 years. And uh, a number of good things have happened to him, but one of them is that... uh, he met his wife, Nelia, who I'm just going to invite to come to the front briefly and, and ask her to tell us a little bit about the work in uh, Papua New Guinea, uh, in the Philippines, sorry, get my nation right. Um, Nelia, just, just come in uh, here close by. Um, now, the church there in the Philippines uh, under the CRC is doing some fantastic things. Uh, tell us a bit, perhaps, about the, the feeding program that you've got going, the church pioneering, just to let us know a little bit about what's happening there at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, we have um, not just a feeding program we do in the Philippines, throughout Philippines, the CRC movement in the Philippines, but also the, so we call that SAP, School Assistance Program. Because in the Philippines, it's, uh, education is, uh, for us, it's very important. And most of the parents, they love to uh, see the kids, you know, finish the education. But there are lots of unfortunate kids also coming from the poor families. Uh, they cannot afford to uh, send all of their kids to, to, to school. So uh, the school assistance helps at least one, one, one child from a poor family. We took them... Uh, and uh, we, we help them, we assist them, not full sponsorship, but just assistance. Like uh, the school starts June, and uh, that's the, that's the a, a big thing for, for the parents. Because if they have five kids, and they have to send all of them, and they have to buy books, uniforms, and things like that, it's quite difficult. And if we got one of the uh, kids to... Uh, like assist them by the uniforms, schools, uh, books, and things like that. It helps. And we do that from uh, primary school right to high schools. Yeah, and then it's just uh, a good thing to, uh, for the church to do that uh, ministry, just to assist kids to, to have a good education. 
Now, um, Nelia, your church is called Christian Global Mission Outreach Church. So there's no mistaking the goal of the church and what you're about. You've got a big vision. Uh, how do you outwork that in terms of uh, what you're trying to do in the Philippines? You're located in central Manila, and then, but looking across the whole nation and the world. How, how do you, what are the, some of the things you do to outwork that vision? Yeah. Um, actually, it was just... Uh I think uh, three years ago when we uh, changed the name of our church, before when we moved, Peter and I, when we moved to Manila, that was 2006, the name of the church is, was CRC Pasig. So it's just like uh, exclusive, you know, it's just for very local, local focus. But then we felt uh, three, years, uh, three years ago that we need to embrace also the, the global. We need to be more not just local, love the local, but also uh, involved and, and global. Because we, are, we, are, we belong to CRC family, and CRC, we love to uh, venture to different nations. We want to touch the nations of the world, so we thought of changing our name. And before, when we moved to Pasig, uh, the church there, they, they, they are not originally CRC, actually. And they just went through lots of situations, problems, and the pastor left. And then it was Pastor Barry who really um, helped them, fathering them, and ministering to them. So they decided to join us, the CRC. And then that's that time when they uh, they sent us there, so to pastor the church, to so take on the leadership. And they were they are not, they are not really involved in missions. They are not thinking about missions globally, but of course. When we moved there, we are missionaries, and uh, we love missions. We love the world, not just the Philippines, but we love, we love the world because Jesus told us to go to the whole world. And uh, so slowly, slowly, uh, prayerfully, slowly, slow, slowly, and we are imparting that uh, the same heart, the same vision to, to the church until finally they embrace as well. And now we are, more, we are very much engaged now, not just locally, uh, just not just uh, like starting churches throughout Manila and Philippines, but also we are also starting um, supporting as well and sending missionaries to other countries. Yeah. Now there's a bit of a story about how you met Peter, and uh, I'd like you to just tell us that briefly because it seemed like God not only sent a missionary from PNG to uh, the Philippines, but He sent you a husband. Is that right? So how did that happen? And uh, tell us the story. Well, I was the first student of the Philippine School of Ministry in the Philippines when it was started, and uh, they were the first missionaries who sent from Papua New Guinea, and they were our full, they were the full-time staff, and I was one of the students. But during that time, of course, there was a rules: no boys and girls relationship during the <laughs> during the course. So we are not really interested. We are we love brothers and we love as brothers and sisters, but not really like liking each other like, you know, like, you know. <laughs> and uh, actually, during that time, I, wa- I had a, my boy, my first boyfriend was, a, was an OC, was an Australian who came to the Philippines also for a short-term mission trip. And they were, they were um, uh, roommates. So sometimes my, my ex-boyfriend used to, con- you know, tell him about me. And so one time, there was one particular time he prayed for us. But then Pasobari felt that my first boyfriend was an Uzi. He's not the right one for me. He's, he's, he feels like 
uh, I have uh, God's calling is more upon me than him and and he might spoil the calling of God in in my life so pastor Barry wrote me a very strong letter and then but it was my first boyfriend I was already 26 when when I have him as my first boyfriend and then I said oh here comes pastor Barry is trying to interfere with my <laughs> personal life but it was good to submit to 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 the leaders and also, um, yeah, so I think I did the right thing. Uh, I made the right this, uh, choice to um, surrender my first boyfriend and just serve the Lord. And yeah, so not until I went to Papua New Guinea. I went to Papua New Guinea, that was in 1994. And then he came for, for his follow. I don't know what the Lord has been talking to him because that's when he started like trying to say something to me. <laughs> So the Aussie got the flick and the, pup, the Kokoda man got the tick. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Well, look, it's so great to have you with us, uh, Nelia, and uh, encourage you folks to catch up with her afterwards. But uh, it's now time to hear from Pastor Peter, the uh, senior pastor of CGMO Church in Manila. And folks, please put your hands together for our brother here today. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here with you all. Just to summarize some of the stories she made. Uh, I just told her that whether you like it or not, you're going to be my wife. Yeah, that sounds like a joke, but that's real. That's true. On our first meeting, that's what I told her. I said, the Lord has been speaking to me. And I have consulted a number of people and confirmed so I took her out for a coffee in Papa Fue's house yes. and had a cup of coffee and I said, I felt the Lord has been speaking and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> so I just told her that uh, I feel God wants you to be my wife. I didn't say, you know, uh, lovers or I want you to be my girlfriend or anything like that. I just said, I felt that the Lord impressed in my heart that she will be my wife. So I just told her, uh, you're going to be my wife. So finally she said, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, and well, after that conversation, it took four years. So you see, God is so good. <laughs> So anyway, uh, uh, well, like what my wife said, we we run uh, quite a number of things. Uh, we minister, we plant churches, but at the same time, run a lot of children's program. And one of them is the SAP program, which means uh, school assistant program. SAP means SAP school assistant program, so uh, many of the kids that we sponsor come, uh, that we assist are from a very, very poor families. So we buy things like uh, uniform, shoes, um, what else? Notebooks. Notebooks and that sort of stuff so that we assist them to uh, go to school. So that's what we do. And I think the question also, how do we get involved in missions? We've actually sent about three or four missionaries. Four. four. Yeah, we have, we have sent out four missionaries. 
um, a family and two young three girls, a dip. But two of them are in Papua New Guinea and one in India. So I think with all of that, I kind of, I am, my wife and I are kind of the force behind all of the decision making. So that's, you know, uh, that's what we do. And even though I live in the Philippines, but I'm very much involved with Pastor Barry, Pastor Barry Silverback. I just kind of, uh, do some of the things that he wants me to do. So that's how we, I ended up in Myanmar and I met Pastor David there. So I was supposed to go just recently to India, but my visa came very late, so I was not able to go. Anyhow, uh, this morning I just felt two things I'd like to share before I preach. There um, are, I think, two uh, what will I say? A situation which I believe God wants me to pray for. Uh, number one is that there's someone here who is trying to sell something. Maybe you, you're intending or you've been planning to sell something uh, for a very long time. And this thing, is it's quite big. It might be a car. I don't know the specific, but it might be a car you wanted to sell. Or it might be a property or it might be a house, but something bigger. And it has taken you quite a long time, and you feel kind of stressful, if that's the right time. Okay. And so I like to pray with you. I believe God will come true for you. Okay. Uh, so I like to pray for you. The other situation is, um, you have growing up, there's, a, I think, a couple here. You have kids that are growing up kids, and Maybe they're doing, maybe making decisions or doing stuff that kind of um, you wish they would not. And so as a result, you, you, you kind of struggle. And I'd like to pray for you also, uh, if we can do that later. But this morning, I'd like to talk about a little three-letter word, which is called joy. Anyone here by the name of Joy? Can you raise your hand? No. Okay. Yeah, anyway. So I like to talk about joy. Joy is a emotional expression that many times can affect even the physical body as well. And sometimes um, it's a very, very important thing in life. If you don't have joy, somehow you end up uh, end up being like affected. You know, your, your mind, mentally, emotionally, you'll be affected. But joy is very important in life. Uh, I believe those of you who are married and you have the very firstborn, secondborn kids, I think joy was just natural part of uh, having that experience of, yeah. you know, a newborn child, right? Mm. So that becomes a natural thing to many of us. And I believe in many, many cases in life, in situations in life, you have felt being joyful. Maybe uh, if you are uh, involved in a relationship with someone, of course, you have the love to express, but sometimes you felt a sense of being joyful. Um, and maybe you have experiences in business or in certain things in life that have caused 
great joy. And because of that great joy, you felt that uh, you could do anything. And so joy in life is very, very important. And I think when we become Christians, one of the first things that you can feel in your heart is joy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you can feel that joy becomes the first thing to actually uh, make you realize that, wow, this is different. Wow, God is real. Amen. Wow, I feel the presence of God. That's, that's something that, that, that makes you sense God is real. And if, if, you know, if that does not continue, sometimes you feel dry. I think you know, drive, many of you drive cars. And while driving cars, you, you, need, you need certain stuff, right? You need petrol, right? Yeah, yeah. You need water. You need what? Oil. oil. So, joy is like an oil to help our life become more meaningful. So that we will not crack. We will not bend out. We will not struggle. What, what happens if you don't have oil in your car? It stops. Maybe you'll have smoke coming everywhere, right? But something goes wrong because you did not have oil in your motor car. It, it's the same thing even in our Christian life. And so many times things can become like it, it's a traditional stuff that we do. It's church and so I have to, but we should always remember to maintain joy. And joy is very important. And according to, let's look at uh, Psalms 95. It's uh, quite a few verses I like to talk about. And Psalms 95 says this. It says, come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us Shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Now, I like to take that rock. He's the rock of our salvation. And so joy is connected to salvation. But then it says it's a rock. It's the foundation. The Bible talks a lot about Jesus being the rock of our salvation. Right? But joy is part of the makeup of the foundation. And so, remember that if we lose the ingredient that makes up the foundation, our life can become, uh, it can be shaky. It will have no meaning. There's no motivation. There's no uh, sense of fulfillment. Why? Because we lost, we could possibly lose a part of what makes salvation really meaningful, and that's joy. And so, in here, we find the psalmist saying that joy, we have to sing, well, it also relates to worship and all of that stuff, but I think uh, what I really like about this verse, it says that you know, as we shout, as we praise, is that salvation becomes our rock. Okay, our rock. And so joy, uh, it kind of comes out of that. So it's very, very important. 
you know, we, I, I can, uh, I could lead you into so many verses, but I like to just live that thought with you. It's a foundation, okay? And so, um, when the foundation is shaky, in everything we talk about foundation, in marriage, they said, I remember Pastor Barry, when we first got married, he said, communication. And our communication, you must communicate. He said, this is the foundation. He's telling us about foundation of relationship. And so, there are certain things that makes a foundation and joy in our salvation is the foundation. It's the rock. It's part of what makes the, uh, our salvation work. Let's look at Isaiah. Uh, so the first part, uh, I, I just, the uh, joy of the Lord is the rock of our salvation. And secondly, I like to uh, just make a point that a joy of the Lord can sustain us in our Christian world, walk or in our Christian life. The joy can sustain us. It's a sustainable thing. It, it kind of helps us to sustain our, our walk with God. It makes it meaningful. It makes it more, uh, more fulfilling. What happens if there is no joy? Everything becomes traditional. It, it's, it's, it becomes just another thing to do. It's a, another activity. It's another program. But when there is joy, it becomes meaningful. It becomes uh, purposeful. You get excited. Why? Because your heart is filled with joy. So uh, Isaiah chapter 23. Got a verse? Isaiah yeah. 12. Yeah. Isaiah 12.3 says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Look at, look at salvation as a well. And then he says, we will draw water from that with joy. And, and I like to talk about two things. Water. We cannot live without water in life. Life, uh, water is a basic necessity of life. Someone once said, you know, asked a question. If you were given two options... That, you know, when you get out into a very hot, desert place and there's no one around, they give you food and water to carry. Which one would you prefer? Mm-hmm. And the answer was, I would carry water because, I mean, I, mean I, I could possibly carry food, but if there's no water, maybe in three, four days' time, I could fall dead. That's right? So our body actually need water to live, to, to, to survive. In the same way, in our Christian walk, we need joy. And joy is part of salvation. And that's why it says salvation. We could, we could, we, it, it's like a well. You know, it's, it's like a well that we could draw from. We can draw uh, many wonderful things as we, as we follow the Lord in our life. It's, it's quite exciting if you are filled with joy. Okay? In life, there's two things happen. We feel sad when someone dies. We feel more joyful 
when somebody gives birth. And are two different, very opposite extreme things. You become joyful when there's newborn. You become very, very sad when someone loses life or someone is gone to be with the Lord. But just imagine that every day our life can be sustained to be more exciting, more fulfilling, more purposeful, more focused, more committed. Why? Because, because of that well of salvation that we draw from. It's, it's like it's, it's a water we draw from. It's joy we draw. And that's what the scripture is saying. So let's, you know, let's remember that. And the other verse I like to touch on is, is uh, Isaiah 8, Psalms 51. Um, and this is when we get, this is when we get too carried away with so many stuff and we lose our joy. Uh, David lost his joy and he wanted the joy of his salvation to be restored. Isaiah 51 and verse 12, David said, Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and grant unto me willing spirit to sustain me. So those two things that joins together. Okay, joy can sustain us, but he said, he said in prayer that do not uh, restore unto me. So there are many things that cause, can cause us to lose our joy. In this case, uh, it was sin, it was adultery, you know, when you look at the context of the whole story. That's right. uh, and because of that, he lost his joy. But in, in life, there are many, many things that can cause us to lose our joy as well. If you become too focused with so many things in life and you lose you know, your devotional life, like what Pastor David was sharing about reading, Bible reading, it's very, very important because that causes us to you know, draw from and allow us to be joyful. But there are many things that can, that can cause, us to, cause us to lose our joy. And that's when you're in that situation, what do you do? You need to, we need to come back to God. We need to ask God to restore the joy of our salvation. So you see, joy and salvation are connected. Uh, without joy, you are saved, but maybe uh, along the way, you get, you, you, you get dried up. Yeah. You, you, lose, you lose a sense of focus, sense of meaning, sense of purpose. Why? Because there is no joy in us. But when you lose that, or when we lose that, uh, we have to come back to God and say, you know, prior to that, prior to praying, uh, restore, the joy, restore unto me the joy of your salvation, you will see, creating me a clean heart. So everything, it's a prayer of repentance, prayer of coming to God. And at the end, it says, restore the joy of my salvation. Brothers and sisters, when you lose the joy of your salvation, you get everything, we get everything as it becomes a tradition. There's no meaning to our relationship with God. That's right. And so every day in our life, 
we must walk in his presence and allow his presence to overwhelm us with joy. Okay, Paul said, I didn't write it, but you can write this down. Paul said in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, he says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of food and drink. He said it is righteousness, love, joy in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and, and so it's very, very important for us to have joy in our hearts so that we can live a life, a Christian walk that is fulfilling, that is exciting, that is meaningful, right? If you lose your joy, sometimes it's very, very difficult to do the things that you normally do for the Lord. Uh, it, uh, it, it, like Bible reading can become boring Prayer can become meaningless. Why? Because there is no joy. And joy uh, causes us to do it with meaning and with, with a sense of fulfillment, sense of purpose. And so if joy is lost, then you could end up doing things as just a religious thing. So always remember that uh, our walk with God is a walk of Love relationship. And as because our walk with the Lord is a love relationship, it will always cause joy to be part of our life. Amen. So uh, I'd like to leave the thoughts with us uh, this morning. But this question comes again. Have you lost your joy? Are you joyful? Just imagine the big difference between the first time you were so in love with Jesus when it was Monday, you thought it was Saturday. You're thinking of tomorrow was church. <laughs> you would sing songs when driving, and you're really in love with Jesus. Oh, maybe you would early morning wake up and looking for your Bible. Uh, that was caused by the Holy Spirit's work in you, but you were not doing that because. Somebody gave you a, a devotional book to read. Hey, come on, read. No, you were just because you're joyful to do it. Joy was carrying you. And always remember joy is the fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. So joy is an important, integral part of our salvation. Every miracle that happened in the New Testament that when they received the miracle, they were joyful, right? right? And Jesus appeared to the disciples and said, they were joyful when they met the Lord. When the angel appeared to Mary and said, you will have a child afterwards, Mary was joyful. You look at how joy is connected to the presence of God, to the miracles of God, to 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 the working of God in people's life. So this morning, I'd like to ask that question with each and every one. Let's bow our head. You ask this question. Am I still joyful? Have I lost my joy? And if you have lost your joy, you can just say, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation.
It's joy that causes us to be willing. It's joy that causes us to go an extra mile. Sometimes to a point of sacrifice, but because of joy. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, You know, when Jesus, he knew that there was cross. The Bible says, because for the joy that was prepared before him, he endured the cross. And so joy can cause you to endure hardship and overcome a difficult situation and become victorious. As you bow your head, I like to pray. And if, when I'm praying, you pray in your heart. Father, this morning we just pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will just capture our hearts. Holy Spirit, you touch every person this morning and bring about joy in our hearts. Because joy is the work of the Holy Spirit as well. There are natural joy of natural things that happen. But there is a natural, there's a spiritual joy of being in love with Jesus. Following Jesus. Being overwhelmed in his presence. There is great joy. So this morning I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit's working in every heart. So that each and every one will live for your name and for your glory. Thank you now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. While eyes are closed and while we are in the attitude of prayer, uh, if you feel that you are you are in the situation that I have described a while ago, you're trying to sell something, but it's taken you a long, long time. If you feel that, that describes you. I'd like you to raise your right hand, please. Wherever you sit up. If that uh, relates to you, so that we can pray. Thank you, brother. We're going to pray for you. And is there anyone that I've just spoken about the family thing? Can you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, if we, maybe we can make time later to, pr- to, to talk. But I'd like to pray where you are. I'd like you to... Agree with me as I pray. I believe that uh, you can sense God is speaking to you just to help you. So I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for my brother who has been the situation of taking a long time to sell whatever he's trying to sell. I pray right now you confirm and force that when you speak something, Lord, it actually comes to pass. So let the miracle begin right now. In the name of Jesus, Amen. you bring about buyers to buy, Amen. Lord, his product, the things that he's trying to sell. In the name of Jesus, Amen. let every yes. thing that has become a stumbling block Amen. or hindrance yes. be removed because God will be glorified in this situation. Thank you. 
and God will be honored. So I pray for a breakthrough and I pray that product or whatever is selling to be sold in the name of Jesus. Let there be release. Let there be blessing. Let there be freedom. Thank you, Lord, that you would be honored and glorified because you have a plan and have a purpose. So let it be now. I just pray for the families here. The Lord is struggling with their you know, growing up children. I know you have a plan and have a purpose for them. Lord, the devil has no right. And we break every powers. We just seal them with the blood of Jesus. That the kids will grow up. Lord, kids will grow up knowing and being conscious of God. And Lord, we just thank you for your precious blood, the covering. And that this, Lord, that they would find... uh, They would find a sense of direction, wisdom, and how to deal with it. So, Lord, I just pray that you would intervene on their behalf and bring about change. Bring about restoration. Bring about miracle. Lord, lead and guide them, we pray, in dealing with whatever situation they're going through. Father, we thank you now for a miracle. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody say... Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Bless you. What a great word uh, to receive this morning. And uh, just wonderful. I'm going to invite the team to come forward. And um, uh, I just felt that there were some things broken then through that prophetic prayer that Pastor Peter gave to us. And Pastor Peter, when you were preaching just a moment ago... uh, the Lord reminded me of a picture that he gave me once of the difference between happiness and joy. And I just felt I'd like to submit it to you and I'd like to share it with the church because it helped me uh, and I just feel it's going to be helpful for some people. Now, the Lord showed me that happiness in terms of what happens on our earth, he put it on the horizontal axis. So sometimes we're over here, things are going well and we're happy. And, and we stand in this place. But sometimes things go wrong. We do experience loss. And maybe we move to this side of the horizontal happiness axis. The word happiness comes from what happens. So our happiness changes as, things, as we go through things. Sometimes we're over here. Sometimes we're over here. Sometimes we're in the middle. <laughs> but it's different from joy that is on the vertical axis. So joy is of the Holy Spirit and connects us to the living God. So it's important that we are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and that we experience the joy of the Lord because that is independent of what's going on down here. So we can sometimes be over here on the happiness scale and and things can be going well. But if we are not born again and connected to the living God, we feel that even though everything's going really well, there's something missing. And many people share this. I have all that I want. I have this, I have that, but there's something missing in here because they don't have the joy of the Lord because this relationship with the living God is not existent. However, when we do have that and things are going well, We should never allow things that are going well to dull this. And sometimes that can happen. This happiness can start to replace that. and Or when it's full and strong, we know that this is temporary. So we need to be here. Also, when we're on this side of the happiness scale, 
and this is strong. Even though things perhaps are falling apart around us, our, our happiness is gone, we are in pain or turmoil or whatever, the joy of the Lord is still with us. And that is why the Apostle Paul was able to worship God from the middle of the dungeon cell, had his freedom removed and been flogged, but still he worships God because this axis happens wherever we are in life. We still have this joy connected with God. So I really feel this is important this morning that as Pastor Peter said, all of us need to renew this. This word has spoken to me this morning. I think the aspect of joy being important for us to be sustained in our ministry and mission in the world. I really believe we all needed to hear that today. We must give attention to this, not only today, church, but always, and know that the joy of the Lord on the vertical axis is independent of what's happening in our life. And and we can have that joy no matter what. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. It comes through prayer. It comes through worship. And, and, and we should be renewed in this morning. So what I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Pastor Peter and Nelia to come over here, please. And I'm going to ask us to get to our feet, church. And maybe you're one of the people that they just prayed for. Or maybe you've got something else going on in your life. But I really feel you'll be blessed this morning. I feel I want these two to, to pray for you. We do have the rest of our prayer ministry team and, and you can assist, but I feel there's something on these two this morning regarding the joy of God in our lives that, that they need to transfer to some people here this morning. Whether you're one of the people that put your hand up or maybe there's another situation, let's get to our feet, church. Let's worship God. And for those that need prayer in relation to the joy of the Lord about any situation in their life, Come forward now, receive prayer from these two. Let's do this now in Jesus' name. Thank you, team.